Oh, apparently Superman is by. I'm just reading the news. Superman now confirmed to be bisexual, according to DC Comics. See, when, when you keep pushing forward and progress, you keep pushing, 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 and you're like, oh, I can't believe somebody disagrees with me with this position I've just adopted like a minute ago. Like when everybody automatically became a bigot because Obama flipped his position, right, on gay marriage. I'm old enough to remember when Barack Obama was against it before he was for it. Yeah. All right. So uh, News Talk 1110-993-WBT, 704-570-1110, 1-800-WBT-1110. The Lieutenant Governor of North Carolina, Mark Robinson, made an appearance at a Baptist church. And I got to be honest, he sounded like a Baptist preacher. <laughs> he did. I I don't know. Look, I'm originally from New York. I grew up Catholic. I'm, you know, I've been to various services of varying denominations over the course of my life. And like, I don't know what to tell people that are like, I can't believe that he would say something like this that says that, because what he, what did he say? He said, it's it's not about education. What's going on in K-12 schools. This is about indoctrination and that the issues, the promotion of homosexuality and transgenderism have no place in schools. That's his argument. And that is the argument, by the way, of a lot of Southern Baptists. And if you don't want Southern Baptists, I mean, is this the standard that we're going for now? That if you are if you are uh, Christian and uh, you believe that uh, homosexuality or transgenderism, that these are sins and they go against your religion, so I guess you're not permitted to serve in elected office any longer? Is that the idea? You can't do that. Or if you if you do, you're not allowed to speak about your deeply held religious conviction. You're not allowed to speak about that? Is that the idea? Does this include Muslims, by the way? Is it only Christians who have the exact same view on these issues as Muslims do? Do you have, you know, devout Orthodox, uh, do you have the same prohibition on them? I'm asking for a consistent standard. Do we start banning everybody who um, doesn't hold all certain kinds of uh, of views and, and ideologies and philosophical positions? Where do you draw the line? What, what issues? Because this stuff is changing all the time. I literally just brought to you the breaking news that apparently Superman has been by. Nobody knew, but apparently he is. He's a comic book character, and so they just drew him like that. The other question I asked earlier, are we okay with porn in the K-12 schools, in the libraries. This is a question, by the way, that a guy, and I mentioned it before, his name was Martin, I'm trying to remember his last name, but he would come down to the county commission meetings and he would read books that he pulled off the shelves from schools. And they were explicit, raunchy porn-type books. We're okay with that. See, you keep pushing the society more and more and more towards sexualizing the youth, and you're getting pushback now from parents and elected officials, that doesn't mean that they're out of line here, right? It doesn't mean that they're the ones who are, like, launching this front in the culture war. When the schools start doing all of these things and taking it upon themselves to educate kids about certain areas that are beyond the three R's, right? I mean, think about that. Like, we're focusing on these types of things this kind of instruction and you've got more than half of the kids not at grade level in the third grade 
So you're not even doing the thing that you're supposed to be doing well. You're not even doing that. So, like, forgive me, but I am. A, I, I am. I'm a core services kind of guy. I really am. That's why I'm a limited government guy at all levels. I can be persuaded if you make a compelling case. Tell me why government needs to do this thing that otherwise would be better done by the private sector. I'm listening. Make your case. But my default is no. My default is let the private sector handle it. Because government, like a lot of things, corporate world as well, but government tends to grow. Just takes on more and more and more. And as it grows, it forgets the things that it's supposed to do, the core things that it's supposed to do. Right? Is it seriously like, is it any wonder that as cities get bigger and bigger and bigger and they start funding more and more things? That what what happens? You get more crime, right? Potholes, infrastructure, all these things that were the original reason why the government was set up, all of these things start falling along the wayside. And then of course they need the property tax raise or something, and then they say, Well, we're gonna cut core services if you don't give us more money. Like, well, God forbid, you know, we cut Stuff that isn't a core service, because everything's a core service. I've told this story before. I will recap quickly for you. Dan Bishop, now congressman, he was a county commissioner. And in a budget process one time, he wanted to see if Democrats would vote for any proposal that came from a nonprofit. And he said, well, what about this a RoboCop television show on the government channel? And Democrats, after he suggested it, Democrats voted for it. They funded that program for a couple of years. He voted against it. But his point was made, which was, you guys will vote for anything. This is not a core service of county government. All right, let me go over here to uh, Tim. Welcome to the show. Hello, Tim. What's up? Pete, I can't believe it. What? I always wonder about Batman and Robin, but oh. not Superman. <laughs> <laughs> If you bring Wonder Woman to this, we're going to have a problem. Uh, Look, I don't make the rules here. I'm just relaying the information. You know, I'm not the one who made him gay or bi. Apparently it's some guy with glasses. uh, He spoke his true beliefs in church. Now, I'm from up north as well, and from north to down here in the south, uh, Southern Baptist or Presbyterian or Full Gospel, that's what most of us believe. It's not a hatred at the. It's not a hatred for the person. It's at the act. So yeah, and, and I would rather, I'd rather know uh, his uh, politician's beliefs at his core than to find out later that um, you know, it's like Obama's church. Well, Obama wasn't sitting in the seats. I guarantee it. That he was that he wasn't sitting in the seat. Is that what you said? I guarantee that it wasn't Obama's church. No, oh, the one uh, Reverend yeah, Wright's church. Turned upside down and changed the and changed the the message the next week. Uh, yeah, so I, I, I'm not following. You're saying that Reverend Wright's church wasn't Obama's church? Well, well Reverend Wright, what I'm saying is he had a political agenda. That Obama stood behind. Yes. And sat in those seats. Correct. I would rather have a, a person like Robinson where I can understand where he's coming from. That's more to my my core beliefs and know how he's going to vote and mm. how he's going to push forward in a 
political party he's voted in. Yeah, I got you. Uh, Tim, I appreciate the call. It, it, it goes to a question of what exactly are we wanting out of our K-12 schools? This is the question. What do we think the schools are supposed to be doing? And that's why he says he said it's not about education, it's about indoctrination. And this comes up in the critical race theory um, discussions as well, which is that the people who are promoting uh, Ibram X. Kendi and Robin DiAngelo and critical race theory and anti-racism and all of these ideas, the intersectionality, right? People who are promoting these things, they claim that this is just about education. But the people who are opposed to it say, well, this is indoctrination. And they can both be correct on this, by the way. Right? The people who are advancing this stuff, they know full well they are, quote, educating. I mean, not to be too, uh, not to use too blunt of a weapon here, but, uh, you know, they did call them re-education camps. Right? (laughs) They didn't call them indoctrination camps. Uh, So just a euphemism. Because what are we telling kids? We're trying to drill into their minds. This is what you need to know for life. And so if you control the schoolhouse, you get to control what you're putting into their minds. And now you're uh, acting like, oh, we don't put anything into the kids' minds? Please. Of course you do. It's uh, Raiders of the Lost Ark. What's funny is you're just listing John Williams. Uh, <laughs> you're just listing the same composer. And. Alrighty, uh, let me get Ann on here. Hello, Ann. Welcome to the show. What's up? Hi. Hi. Um, I like what you're talking about, but. Your facts are incorrect. It's not Superman. It's Superman's son. John Kent, not Clark Kent, who is gay or bisexual. But isn't he Superman? uh, And the boyfriend is uh, a reporter because they're saying, is he a chip off the old block? His name is Chip? No. His name, he's a chip off the old block because Lois Lane was a reporter and their son is now in love with a reporter. Why do you right? But why would it be uh, chip off the old block? Being the son is uh, attracted to a reporter, wouldn't it be that the son is attracted to a man just like his dad was? No, the father wasn't. How do we, how do we know Superman. that? Man, it's Superman's son who is bisexual. So, who? What is Superman's son called? John Kent. Well, he that's is his Superman uh, of the new age. It's all ba- it's they're basing it off the new TV show. All right, okay. So, John so, Kent, I, I, son I, of I, Clark I'm glad Kent. You're bringing it up, but just get the facts right. The old Superman from the Atomic Age is still straight. He's still straight, but right. the new the new Superman, also called Superman, is bi. Right. Right. So Superman is bi. Straighten out the facts on that. Right. Superman is bi, which I think is what I said. No, Superman's son is bi. What's Superman's because son's his name? His name is John. Right, right, right. But what's Clark. Superman's, what is Superman's the, son's the, the, name? The, the headlines say Superman's son, John Kent, is bisexual. Right. But what is Superman's so, son, John Kent, what is he called? 
Uh, Superman of the New Age. Just, you know, no uh, you're being nitpicky, I'm being nitpicky. Just, no one's calling him Superman of the New Age. As educated, no, think that it's the old Superman of Lois Lane that's gay. Lois Lane's gay? <laughs> you're so funny. I knew you were from the North when you did that. Bless your heart. Just wanted to get you straight. Well, thank you. We want to be straight here. That's what we always say. Thank you, Anne. I appreciate the call. So, um, no, it's fair. Um, Superman's son, also called Superman, is a bi, is bisexual. Um, also, please do not mistake me for somebody who actually cares. So, I don't. I don't follow comics. I like. This is one of the things, like with the comic book world. Wait a minute, you brought it up. <laughs> I saw a tweet that came across the Twitter machine, and so it it tied in with what I was uh, talking about. It had a picture. Here it is. Disclose TV says continuing a recent U.S. trend of comic book characters coming out as LGBTQ, Superman is now confirmed to be bisexual according to DC Comics. How did it pop up on your feed? I follow a lot of stuff on my Twitter feed. Sounds like someone's interested in that kind of stuff. Disclose TV. <laughs> Disclose TV. When people are like, well, Pete, like, like, do you follow the news? Like, what, what, you know, what news sites? Well, this close to news. That's what I. No, it's Disclose TV. I don't know who they are. Somebody retweeted it. Who retweeted it? It was oh, Tim Pool. Tim Pool, and I follow Tim Pool. He's a podcaster guy, and he is the one who said Superman is gay. But he was quoting this Disclose TV. Superman is now confirmed to be bisexual, according to DC Comics. Because apparently Superman's son, who is also called Superman, is bisexual now. This is one of the things I learned several years ago. And it really, um, well, I don't want to say it it shattered my faith in comics because I didn't ever really have any faith in comics. Because that would be weird. And I haven't read comic books in like 30 years. So, I, I'm not a comic book guy, but a friend of mine is. And this friend of mine told me, because what was it? There was a character uh, that, and there are so many of these characters. And look, I do not watch any of the movies, like all the movies of the superheroes. I don't watch them. I do. I just, I, I don't care. And oh, I will. Okay. Deadpool. I do like the Deadpool movies. Um, but I don't watch any of them. I don't know who the X-Men are, the Avengers are, the Marvel guys, the DC guys. I don't know who any of them are. I don't know what camps they're in. I don't know who does movies with whom. I don't care. But all of that is that I learned that there was some character that became, like, they announced that this character was, like, the first openly gay character. This was, I don't know, four or five years ago, whatever. And then they tried to do it with some other character or something, and... I learned that in comic land, they have something where they like go back and tell alternative stories. And then if the story doesn't work, then they just scrap it. And they're like, oh, it was all just a dream or something. And they will run this dream thing. It's like a test run or whatever. And they'll run it for like several issues, months even. And then they'll just like undo it. I thought, well, that's, that's kind of dishonest. So not that I read comics, but if I did read comics, like I would stop reading them because how dare you take a whole 
course, this whole direction, get all the publicity and then be like, okay, he's not gay anymore. You know, do, do something like that. Eh, I'm out. I'm not interested. Not interested in that. Um, trying to remember though, as far as comics go, there were some, oh, you know, it really did it for me too. Batman. That was it. When you keep telling me the same origin story of Batman, I'm out. I gave up. I don't care anymore. I don't need to see someone else playing the Joker, right? There was only one Joker. He was on, you know, weekdays. What was his name? Burgess Meredith. That's the original Penguin. That's the only one I care about. Who was the Joker guy? I forget what his name is now. Cesar Romero. Cesar Romero, thank you. They were the originals. That's it. And then you start going down these paths and you start like, uh, oh, now it's Christian Bale. Oh, now it's Ben Affleck. And now he hates Superman. And now we got all these stupid stories and we always got to tell you about the Joker and how he killed the parents. Spoiler alert on that one. And like, I don't need to see any more origin stories. Do a new chapter, people. Just write another chapter. So many great episodes. Uh, Jeff, welcome to the show. Hello, Jeff. Hey. Hey. Uh, I was just wondering, Pete, you know, when DC was going to go completely PC. I mean, you know, when are the villains? Um, you know, how soon are we going to find out that, you know, Lex Luthor's son is a Republican and a Trump supporter? <laughs> the coveted two rim shot. There you go, Jeff. I appreciate it. Take care. All right, man. That's true. Yeah. I, uh, I thought they did something with Lex Luthor already. Didn't they? I don't care. Um, yeah, like really, I don't. Like the amount of brain power that I devote to comic books and superhero stuff, like if it isn't already in my brain, it's not going to get in there unless I see something like that on Twitter. That's it. Uh, all right, let me get back to real quick just some of the reaction uh, that. People uh, have been expressing after Mark Robinson's comments, and then I'm going to shift over to Mo Davis because we haven't given Mo enough equal time yet. So uh, first off, Mark Walker said, Lieutenant Governor Mark Robinson is 100% accurate in describing the sexualization of our children in public schools. The content is filth, and the agenda is no less filthy. The content that the Lieutenant Governor showed us yesterday in his response should be disturbing to us uh, for these impressionable minds. These materials should never be part of the curriculum. As a father of a daughter in the North Carolina public school system, I am irate at the coercive tactics on our kids. I applaud the Lieutenant governor and the thousands of parents across North Carolina demanding accountability. We will not be intimidated by attorney general Merrick Garland the liberal news media, Jeff Jackson, or anyone else. Um, Jeff Jackson, state senator from North Carolina, running for U.S. Senate as well. Uh, probably, I don't, I'm not sure I've seen anybody with as lengthy of a response to all of this than Jeff Jackson. Um, but he says uh, he put out a statement demanding that Robinson resign. Uh, he puts a content warning. I find that hilarious he puts a content warning on the video of mark robinson not sure would you put a content warning on the video or on the images that robinson showed that are in schools that depict gay uh, sexual acts to to 
young boys, basically it's pedophilia because they're underage, right? They're students engaging in sexual activity. And they're cartoons, so they're not photographers, but uh, or uh, uh, it's not, uh, not photographs, but they're still cartoon drawings. Is that acceptable? Do you want a trigger warning on that? Do you want a content warning on that? Is that acceptable? And if so, can we be putting in heterosexual cartoon drawings? Is that okay too? Right? Th- these are consistent standards that should be applied. And this is not, these are not just questions for Republicans to answer. I understand it's, you know, customary to run to every Republican and get them to defend or disavow. But what Robinson is outlining and what he showed merits the same sort of disavowal or defense from the left, because this is what you guys have been promoting in schools, right? So defend it. I want somebody to present you the picture that Robinson has obviously presented, and this is what he's talking about. This is, in his words, filth. Defend or disavow, Democrats. So uh, Jeff Jackson called on Robinson to resign, saying uh, there's no reason anybody... Oh, so that's a quote from Robinson's, uh, from the speech. He says, it's our duty to stand with the LGBTQ community in the face of this kind of hatred. These comments are abhorrent. To hear this from a member of such a high office signals to countless folks that they're unwelcome in our state. Um, he says, there's no debate here. This is open discrimination. It is completely unacceptable. Now, I would point out, by the way, that Robinson did say that he would defend the rights of all people as an elected leader, which is always a component to these arguments that is is never, uh, it's always ignored. It's never highlighted or focused on, which is it is quite possible for me to object to your behavior, but also then to defend your rights, sort of like the whole, uh, I may disagree with your, uh, with what, with what you're saying, but I would defend to the death your right to say it. Right? That's a concept that, should not be terribly foreign to uh, Americans, but maybe it has become so. That I can object to behavior while defending people's rights to engage in that behavior. I mean, this, yeah, I mean, this, and honestly, this was sort of the argument that the left was making on gay marriage, remember? When they were saying, well, if you don't like gay marriage, don't get married. Don't, don't, don't engage in a gay marriage, right? That was the same argument. Well, I don't know. I don't think I'm particularly uh, enlightened here. I just recall the lessons of my youth that were, you know, poured into my young skull of mush that said, uh, hey, you can say what you want. We have freedom of speech. And I may disagree with it, but I'll defend your right to say it. And the same, I would think, applies here, does it not? Of course, this would, you know, you would have to... You would have to even attempt to give the guy the benefit of the doubt, which, of course, we cannot uh, do that in today's day and age. That is not possible, so this is where we are. Oh, yeah, and uh, my favorite, absolute favorite response to all of this came from Jenna Wadsworth. Jenna Wadsworth, the failed candidate for agriculture commissioner, ran as openly uh, gay and just got annihilated in the uh, in the election. And uh, remember, she uh, she's the one who put out the video celebrating Donald Trump getting COVID. Remember, remember her? That yeah, that was her. She put out the video 
talking about how awesome it was that he got COVID. And then when people were like, that's ridiculous, that's over the line, she was like, why is everybody attacking me just for simply pointing out that Trump's COVID policies are misguided? Like, that's not why people are attacking you. So she, yeah, she got completely obliterated in that election. Troxler won more votes than yeah, anybody else in the uh, in the state, actually. But she also pointed out that she was disappointed that the people quoted in the CNN story were all straight, cisgendered white men instead of centering queer leaders. All right, so what was a Saturday, I guess it was. Yeah, Saturday, Congressman Madison Cawthorn sent out a tweet that said, gas prices have risen to a seven-year high. Thanks, Joe. The person that Madison Cawthorn beat in the election, a fellow by the name of Mo Davis, a retired colonel, worked at Gitmo, and uh, regular on MSNBC, Mo Davis took that tweet from Cawthorn and retweeted it and said, coincidentally, Maddie's obsession with guns, knives, alpha, beta males, and warrior chest pounding is likely fueled by something that hasn't risen in seven years. Madison Cawthorn is a uh, paraplegic from a car accident. So this is apparently, and I had to go and do some sleuthing on this because uh, Mo Davis blocked me soon after I pantsed him at a debate. So uh, the so Mo Davis has apparently been making this a pretty normal uh, area of attack against Madison Cawthorn. For example, here was one from the previous day, October 8th. A $1,500 knife, a honeymoon in the United Arab Emirates, $6 million without working, because that was the that was the payment that he got for uh, uh, for the accident that left him paralyzed from the waist down. Which, I'm surprised, maybe in a different universe, somebody would ask Mo Davis this question before he would block them, obviously. But um, $6 million without working. That's the way he frames it. $6 million without working. So, all right, uh, uh, Mo. Would you like to trade the use of your legs for $6 million? Is that a trade you'd take? No? And then he says, hobnobbing with the elites in New York City, because Madison Cawthorn posted a picture of his visit to New York City where he was apparently in studio with Fox uh, News a couple of days ago. And so there's some pictures of him talking to various people. And he said, met with some fantastic friends in New York yesterday. And Mo Davis responds, a $1,500 knife, honeymoon in the United Arab Emirates, $6 million without working, hobnobbing with elites in New York City. How ignorant of a hillbilly do you have to think this limp, bleep, loser knows anything about mountain values? Mountain values, which <laughs> there was, like, Mo may not know this because Mo was recently relocated to Asheville right before his run for Congress as well. But he came from Shelby, I think is where he is originally from. So he knows all about Western North Carolina values being from Shelby and all the the mountains of Shelby. Okay. 
I know there's Kings Mountain. I am aware, Kings Mountain. But I would submit it's a little bit of a different culture the farther west you go. <laughs> but there was a guy who, who did this better than Mo Davis. His name was Hayden Rogers. He was the chief of staff for Heath Schuler. Heath Schuler, the former congressman before Mark Meadows won the seat back in 2012. And Heath Schuler retired, became a lobbyist for Duke Energy. Heath Schuler was a Democrat. Heath Schuler was a Blue Dog Democrat. Heath Schuler actually uh, mounted an opposition effort against Nancy Pelosi. Do you think? Do you think that would fly nowadays inside the Democratic Party? Do you think Heath Schuler would be welcomed with open arms into the Democratic Party of today? No, of course not. But all these lefties out in Asheville and in the West, they're like, oh, no, it'll it'll totally uh, uh, we could totally get somebody in there again. If just not for gerrymandering and Johnson and this stupid war, you know, that's the reason why we keep it. No, it's not gerrymandering. You guys have lost the plot. You've gone so far off the edge on the progressive left. You're not attractive any longer to the majority of people. And that's why you get an awful person like Mo Davis running for Congress, and he gets waxed by Madison Cawthorn, 24-year-old, no experience, right? Not a lot of political acumen, right? Just out of nowhere. And that's who you lost to. That's how bad you were. That's how bad of a candidate Mo Davis was. Because not only did he lose, it wasn't even close. He got blown out. Because when people finally saw the way he engaged with people, because this look, he just called he just called the people that live in this district how ignorant of a hillbilly do you have to be to think that, and then he again talks about his anatomy, um, that that Madison Cawthorn knows anything about mountain values. Madison Cawthorn, who's actually from Henderson County. right? So you just insulted literally everybody that lives there except the transplants from New York, Florida, and California. Again, Mo Davis is an awful person and a terrible candidate. That's what he sent out. And by the way, when confronted by on Twitter about it. He said, if there's one thing the Democrats excel at, it's firing squads. And then he says that the, because the 11th district democratic party, the, the, you know, the, each district has their own like party organization and their chairman put out a statement saying, look, you got tons of examples to hit Cawthorn on. This is not the way to do it. The guy by the name of Matt balance was his name. And he put out this statement. And so Mo Davis says, hey, you're entitled to your opinion. I disagree. I'm too old to bend over, so I choose to stand up and fight. Cawthorn lied and people died. Cawthorn belongs in prison, not congressman. Uh, Not Congress. The Democrats learned nothing from Al Franken and the Katie Hill fiascos. Republicans are as tough as shoe leather. Democrats are as tough as tofu. This purity BS is going to be the demise of our democracy. There you go. Like the, I, I always say this. People on the left think that the Republican Party is the well-oiled, ruthless machine. And people on the right think the same thing of the Democrats. Everyone thinks that the other party has got it all together. But all, all these parties believe that they're just herding cats. Right? 
He then, by the way, Davis then retweeted a whole bunch of people that were saying like, oh, I don't feel insulted by this. Um, and, oh, I can see that uh, uh, you guys in the Democratic Party have no interest in standing up to the autocratic fascist Cawthorn and his ilk. So you should just sit this decade out and wring your hands when you see how bad it gets. Like the vast majority, I mean, and I mean almost everybody that was commenting on Mo Davis's feed. And on the Facebook pages, they were all in support of Mo Davis. This is what, right? So, so spare me your faux outrage over Mark Robinson and your demands that he resign. You guys want the fight. You just want the fight to go your way, right? Okay. Brett Winterville's coming up next. Stay tuned for that on News Talk 1110 and 99.3 WBT. Uh, I am out of here for the day. I will talk with you tomorrow, so don't break anything while I'm gone.